All right, guys, here we go. Huge episode. The Disney Plus dump is here. We're going to run through all of the Marvel, all of the Star Wars shows. We're going to tell you every single thing that you need to be watching right now, every single piece of news before we end our rewatch, uh, Die Hard rewatch for the Vengeance. Here we go in Ordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing a whole lot better than I was in the sports cast because sports in Minnesota suck. But you want to know what? When it comes to screencasting, has there ever been a better week than this week right now? Probably Just not. A deluge of exciting, exciting things coming our way. Super exciting. Can't wait to chat with you guys about this. But before we dive into one of the most exciting episodes of the Northeast podcast, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Northeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on anywhere that you get your favorite podcast from. Get the Northeast Podcast directly to your phone, to whatever device that you listen to podcasts on each and every week for free. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Did you want to talk about our pricing for 2021? Okay. Yeah, guys, Christmas special, Hanukkah special, Kwanzaa special, whatever event that you celebrate uh, special, Nordy's podcast. If you decide to uh, opt in for 2021, it is free. It's free all year. Wow. That's big, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. Big um, news for the listeners. Huge news. Great deal. Great savings. Black Friday, Black Saturday, Black Sunday, Black Monday, Black Tuesday, Black 2021. You guys get the Nordy's podcast for free. Huge. Awesome. All right, guys. Um, we are all drinking our own beers because we are discasting. What are you drinking on the discast tonight, guys? All right. I'm drinking. I'm going to a new place, Elm Creek Brewing Company, right in Champlin. Hmm. So this is, I've kind of seen them pop up. I've been following them on Instagram and they have released a few different options. This is a rare candy and it's blueberry, raspberry, sour. It's like super, super intense fruit flavor. It's very sour. It's very thick, really good. I mean, look at that. You guys can see it's like bright red. Um, it's thick. really good. It's a very tasty beer. It's not like super refined. It's sort of like just go big and throw everything. It's like when Blackstack makes something crazy, you know, really, really good. Well, as a, as a person who grew up, was born and raised in Champlin, who went to Elm Creek Park many times in my life. One time my father Great. got stuck in the slide at Elm Creek Park. That's embarrassing. Yeah, he got stuck. His leg got jammed in there and thought he was going to have to get the jaws of life to get him out. Scary, scary sitch. Tell you about it later. What the hell was he doing in there? I think he was trying to go down the slide because we were little and he, we wanted him to go with us. And then he got his leg stuck. <laughs> he got his leg stuck like, like knee to foot, like straight up and down in the metal slide. Oh my God. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's exciting. Elm Creek. Haven't heard of them. Can't wait to give it a try. Um, I am actually drinking. Junkyard, our good friends at Junkyard. And this actually it was a gift from friend of the pod, Tyler from Winterfell. And it is uh, Keep Me Cold Strawberry Mango Sour. Done uh, like all the sours from Junkyard to perfection. 
which is ironic because Tyler keeps you warm generally. So, Ryan, what did you bring? That's the weirdest comment you've ever said. Um, <clears throat> I'm uh, back at my favorite local brewery that I'm trying to keep in business single-handedly. Uh, that's Wild Mind. This is their mango uh, hazy IPA punk tacos. So it's their their latest uh, take on their punk tacos, like kind of sour IPA um, crowler. You know, I'm in this. I'm in the same camp as Jibbo. I got a. I'm a sucker for the uh, the stone fruit IPAs. Love them. This is uh, this is no exception. This is another really good beer from them. All right, guys, we have a huge week, and we're going to need your guys' help because we are about to hop into uh, the Nordy nominations. They are coming out next week, and we are going to be posting things on Instagram, asking for your suggestions on some of the top things from. The greatest year of all time, 2020. You know, uh, the, the greatest year for takeout and getting alcohol. The greatest year for buying alcohol, drinking by yourself, getting takeout, and watching TV shows and movies that you haven't watched in a long time or you would never watch. We it's also basically what we've been doing for four years on the podcast, except now we're like, people. other people are forced into it. <laughs> I guess I, I yeah, I, I haven't skipped the beat. I did see a good tweet. It was like, Quarantine has taught me that you can have alcohol without fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need fun to have alcohol. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nordy, Nordy's right around the corner. Nominations announced next week. Let us know what you guys are thinking about or what things hit home with you guys in 2020 when we post it. So we're diving into Do We Care? What a week for news. Um, we're going to start with Disney Plus uh, doing a live action Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Chip, 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 chip and Dale Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Great. Great show. Love the show. Great song. Um, you want to know what I'm most worried about? Who is going to play Monterey Jack Chase? Well, I'm guessing that he will be, you know, animated. So the, the chipmunks and the rats and the animals will be animated and voiced by huge talent i'm sure and then they're going to have live action people in it as well so um i don't know but that's huge casting i mean who's going to be that obsessed with the with the monterey jack cheese it's going to go nuts like that um so who's in it so far uh andy samberg and um john mulaney who people love these two john mulaney was so great as forky you know in toy story 4 so this dude's coming up with with Even all the and, uh, spider pig Perfect, perfect example. So he's killing it. My guess is that he is the more straightforward, straight man of the two. He will be Dale. And then Andy Sandberg, my guess, will be Chip, the a little crazier one with the red nose, very goofy. And together they'll probably make, a, I think, a pretty good movie. I'm kind of excited for it. I mean, I am excited in a nostalgic way because I love Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I love Monterey Jack. I love the theme song. There's no chance in hell I'm seeing this movie. Yeah, but you will. Mm -mm. You'll watch it because it'll be on Disney Plus. You'll have it free and you'll be bored and you'll watch it. That's a maybe. That's a maybe. Jim or Ryan, what do you think? I guess I don't really care about a cartoon live action, even if it is nostalgic from my childhood. This is a, um, if it's acceptable to watch with my kids, we'll end up watching it, um, which hopefully it will be. Um, but I'm, it's not like 
I mean, of all of the things that were announced this week, this is probably the least exciting. Oh, yeah. On an average week, this is like, okay, news. On this week, I can't believe we even found time for it. We should move on. Okay, Ryan. Let me try you on that one. Disney Plus has announced that Sister Act 3 with Bobby Goldberg is coming out. I didn't know this was happening, and I did not want it to be on the list, but here we are. So. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. It's going to happen. I guess we don't care that much. Um, I I will not watch this. I didn't see Sister Act 2, so I have no intention of seeing this one. It's pretty good. Okay, All right. Keep moving. Because Disney owned the week. Buzz Lightyear origin story coming out with Chris Evans. Sadly, I know all of you guys are like me and want it to be live action. It won't be. It's going to be a cartoon. Will it be cool? Probably. Maybe. I'm, I'm, uh, dude, Toy Story, they'll never stop making Toy Story movies after they ended it perfectly with the third movie. How great was the third movie? They all accepted their deaths. And then it was this big dramatic moment, and they were saved, and they go to like this new life with the like neighbor girl. It was the perfect ending. They were in like the junkyard. Yes, yeah, at the end of it, right? They get thrown away. So amazing, amazing movie. And then they make four, which is so fucking average. And now they're going back to the well. This is the new Disney where they're not afraid to just recycle stuff and make remakes. And um, you know, for years they would never make a Lion King two. They would never make an Aladdin two. Something new, something new. Well, that, that's yesteryear. Um, they are going to run Toy Story in the ground. And that's this what happened where they were like, they were like um, we could really respect the integrity of the story we told, or we could just print money for eternity. Yeah. And they were like, let's do that. I like that one. Let's that's print the money, cool. dude. Yeah. So, that's where we're at. so it's Chris that, Evans, it's that meme. It's that meme of the guy getting thrown out of the building where the someone's like we could print money for eternity and then the guy's like well or we could respect the integrity of the story and he's chucked out the you know yeah right out the glass window eight story um that's a perfect example that's how those boardrooms go so yeah i mean this is going to be chris evans is not is going to do it instead of tim allen that's an improvement in my opinion um but you know who cares um sticking with disney but loosely affiliated with disney fx's alien uh, is going to be getting its own show on, uh, I'm sorry, it's not FX's. Alien, the movie series, which is like, what, five movies in now? Yeah. yeah. Alien, mm-hmm. Aliens, Alien 3, Prometheus, Alien Resurrection. Versus Predator. <laughs> Alien versus Predator, <laughs> Alien versus Jason. There's a bunch. Most of them are, are bad. The first two are great. Um but yeah, so Noah Hawley, who I used to respect the hell out of because he made Fargo, and then he made Legion, and we were all super disappointed, um, is is going to be in charge of this, of this alien show for FX and Hulu. And I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good show. It's going to be scary. They'll be able to take the time to tell like a cool story over a longer period. So it can be kind of slow and moody, and um, you get to know the people before they're horribly murdered, which will be fun. I'm into it. I'm excited about this. This I actually care about. I think that if Noah Hawley was making Legion for Disney Plus instead of for FX, it would have been amazing. Because they would have reined him in a little bit. I think that the freedom that FX gives people allows them to hang themselves sometimes. And I think that's what he did. I think he was telling a really cool story. And we loved season one. Yeah, I was going to say, outside of season one, it was a a disaster. Legion is incredible. And then like, it, then it, it started turning into the show of like the mustache, mustachioed 
box. Oh God. Box head women like giving him advice or something. I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even describe it. It was just everything like the most random, like put a bunch of verbs and adjectives in a hat and then pull them out. That's what he was like translating to the screen. So yeah, I, I like Noah Hawley. I think he can tell a great story. We've seen that with Fargo. I think this is perfect for him. Okay. Um, the Safty brothers are doing a new series with Nathan Fielder. I'm in already. Yep. You love him. And Emma Stone. I'm locked in. Like, yep. I don't know if there are two names that they could have picked out of a hat that would get me more excited than Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone. Um, and the show is going to be all about them making an HGTV show. Yeah. I have no idea what this show is going to be like. And that's really exciting to me. So I am all in. Do you know, do you know what network this is going to be on yet? You know, unfortunately, it's going to be on Showtime. So I don't know if any of us have that yet. I may consider getting it like I'll for get a it. month or something yeah. to, just to watch this if it's good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love Nathan Fielder. I think he's so funny. I haven't really seen him do much acting. He sort of does like this same character, which I think is a version of himself. And he's so funny, but him trying to play off Emma Stone, we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to be brilliant. I think Nathan Fielder is one of the funniest people on earth. I think Nathan for you is better than Chappelle show. And like, I'm not ripping Chappelle show, but like, right. It is an absolute gem of a comedy show. Like I, an uncut gem? <laughs> what'd you say? I said like an uncut gem. Yeah, it's like an I uncut was a, you don't even he doesn't even get it. That's the Safety Brothers. <laughs> That's the Safety Brothers. I watched it for you. Oh, yeah, you did. You did watch it. I watched it for you guys in the last month. I can't Eric, wait. I'm gonna challenge I'm gonna challenge your uh, couldn't think of a better duo. Randy Marsh and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <For you. laughs> that's, that's actually perfect but you want to randy marsh is a little more bold midwestern um, no, i know it, it, it doesn't make sense but i i would just fielder so he was I, was, I was reaching i was reaching i loved it no that was perfect um all right guys we are gonna skip over uh hot racks this week we're gonna skip over hot racks uh has to happen but we are. I'm going to give you one hot wreck, okay? Um, I've only watched one episode of it, but Big Mouth Season 4 dropped on Netflix. I know both of you guys are off of Big Mouth. You do yeah. not like it. You didn't watch it. A lot of people did. It's a big-time cartoon for Netflix. They added Seth Rogen as one of the main characters this season, and people are saying it might be the best season of it so far. So I watched one episode. It was great. They're at summer camp. And it is a wonderful show. So let me guess. Somebody got a boner. For sure someone got a boner. <laughs> oh, they got it. I knew it. No, actually, this one, um, uh, they kept uh, they kept teasing Nick uh, because his two friends are um, Jay and Camp Jay. I think that's his name. Um, and they are both nerdy Jewish guys. And they keep doing the duck egg to him, which is that they keep saying that there's a duck egg in their pants and then they pull out their ball. And they keep doing it to him. It's classic, great show. Um, it's both stupid, silly, and incredibly smart. Um, yeah, so I'm going to duck egg you guys when I see you after quarantine. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to j j jump into what I'm calling 
the Disney dump, the Disney Plus dump. Oof. Because they gave us everything this week. So the first piece of news really is that Disney announced to their shareholders that they are up to 87 million uh, subscriptions. 87 million people like us who have been complete and total suckers for the first year. But Mandalorian is so good that we have all paid the whatever price it was. And it will only go up after these announcements. That's fine. I am willing... Disney, make a deal with me. If there is a new Marvel and a new Star Wars episode out for me, 52 weeks a year with a few movies on there, I will pay $20 a month for the rest of my life. Well, lucky for you, they're raising it to eight bucks. So if you do the 87 million subscribers times eight per month, per month, yeah, per month, that is almost $700 million per month. Yep. Per month. Okay, they're doing fine. $8.4 billion um, a year it makes, not including all the money they spend on running it. So Disney had an expo. They would fit right into any Iron Man movie with like, the expos. Um, and they flexed their IP. They flexed it all over. They're like, oh, we well, we own everything. And so we're going to make a lot of everything. And we got very excited. We're suckers well, for this. I just want you guys to do this really quickly. Um, I want you guys to tell me what are the biggest IP that you could own right now. I think it's um, Marvel, then Star Wars, then Harry Potter, um, and then DC. DC. And, then, and then in fifth place, Die Hard. Game of, <laughs> Game of Thrones? Yeah, maybe. I, maybe Lord of the Rings after that. And then Game of Thrones would probably be up in there somewhere. Too. I mean, honestly, like if you look at the numbers, like Toy Story might be in there. Um, but but yeah. I mean, like these they are these are the things that everybody wants. Um, uh, Warner Brothers has what uh, Game of Thrones and Harry Potter. Okay. Um, I don't know who owns DC. Uh, Lord of the Rings is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers does. DC has is, is Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers is just absolutely shitting the bed right now. Because while Disney is making $700 million a month uh, on Marvel and Star Wars, Warner Brothers can't put together a fucking universe to save their life with Game of Thrones, DC, and Harry Potter. Well, but, but fair, but... They, they, that's why they're doing their their dual movie release on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time. So I, I, I realize that it's not it doesn't seem as lucrative based on volume and things like that. But Warriors is at least trying to make their content uh, more accessible via their streaming service. Again, I'm going to say this probably every episode until it, we will it with our super popular podcast into existence. Um, there needs to be a first wizarding war, Harry Potter, kind of adult, sort of violent series on HBO every Sunday night, um, 12 times a year for six years. It needs to happen soon. I agree. We are the, we're going to write this. We're just going to write it. Nordy's podcast writes. Okay. Uh, Morty's rates instead of rates. All right, guys, we're going to jump in, jump in with the Marvel dump first, okay? So we okay. got the entire Phase 4 uh, laid out for us. Um, it's 
absolutely uh, mind-blowing uh, what these what they're putting out for us. Uh, we went through all these phases prior, and you know they were packed with movies, and now for the first time they're going to add a bunch of TV shows in as well. So here's the schedule. It's going to start uh, 2021, January 1st. So just around the corner, less than a month away, we are going to get Disney Plus's WandaVision. I thought it was the 15th. Um, I'm not sure this list I'm looking at says January 1st, so we'll say sometime in January. Yeah. Already, I'm excited. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Any show I now have faith in if it's on Disney Plus, and it's yeah. a VIP. They've Let's earned go earned our trust. Um, a couple months later, mid-March, you're going to get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. These were throwaway characters in the movies. I can't wait for a TV show with them. And yeah. they just dropped trailers for both. Like, they're kind of final trailers for both of them. Mm -hmm. Which, they look great. Especially called first, first looks. Winter Soldier until this. So they, it looks really good. Early May, we're getting Black Widow, finally. Just a year later. The theaters now. This is yep. the idea is to go to theaters, not to Disney Plus with this. So we'll see I what happens. That it will be both Disney Plus and theaters. It will be kind of the end of of the big movies coming out on your TV. Um, yep. But I do think eventually, when Disney Plus costs twenty dollars a month, but you just have to sign away the rest of your life, and I'm the first person to do it, you'll just get all these movies. Right. Um, next up. We have Loki, which we also got a really cool trailer for. Did you guys watch this trailer at all? Yeah, I did. I did. I kind of get the weird logo now that each letter like has a different style because I think it's going to be sort of like a spy caper where he is taking on different um, you know, personas. He's using his shape-shifting abilities. He's tricking people. He's kind of on this big adventure. So I, I can get why they sort of had each letter represent like a different group or culture because he's going to be you know, coming in and out as like a spy movie, I think. And we get Owen Wilson. Yeah, that was a huge surprise, like right away in the beginning. Coming to TV, coming to the MCU, super exciting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he looked great. No, I like the, I like how they, sorry, I like how they did the, the sort of transition to the Loki story, which was part of Endgame, mm -hmm. when the Tesseract was there, and then he disappeared with it, and now we get to find out what happened in the interim. And I think that's a cool way to tell the story. You know, they had predicted that because that was the only part of the, you know, the time heist that went wrong to the point where they could have, they were not able to go back and fix that. So that would have started another one of those streams that the, you know, the whatever woman talked about that, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. Doctor Strange. Yeah, one. that was like they kind of had to go and revisit this because it, it didn't fit with the rest of their story. So it's kind of cool they're they're doing it in a series. All right, uh, mid midsummer we get uh, Shang Chi: The Legend of the Ten Rings. Now I think this is interesting, and I think it's a, a positive and a negative. Okay, um, so one, um, it's obviously positive because we want to represent more people, and having the first Asian superhero in the MCU is perfect and amazing. Um, it's great to see superheroes that all don't look the same. And I know that uh, the MCU started out as a place for white men. And I do think that their efforts to move away from just white men has been great and commendable. But also China as a um, 
movie audience uh, place that everybody wants to get into and caves and crumbles and makes movies specifically to not offend people from China is kind of a problem in the music or in the, the movie industry as well. So can't wait for Shang-Chi. I feel like it will be created to be popular in China, but I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think it's great that the superheroes look like the people of the world, totally different. And I can't wait for this one. I'm hoping we get some references to the Mandarin. I think we will. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, except for I don't think they care about offending the people of China. It's that whether or not the Communist Party will allow it to be played in the country. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about that. I mean, I guess you know a little bit more about world politics than I do, but I'm, I'm excited. I think the movie is going to be fantastic. Um, then there's a show called What If coming out summer 2021. I don't know anything about this. It's an animated show where each episode they're going to take like a what if. So what if Peggy had jumped in and gotten all the all the Captain America powers instead of Steve? What if? And then they play that out. What if they had done this? What if this person did this? It'll be like it'll be fun. Um, it's one. It's on the bottom of my list of what I'm excited for. It sounds terrible, but you know that I will watch every episode the minute it comes out. Perfect. It's animated, so. Just check your expectations on it a little bit. Expectations checked. Um, fall 2021, we get uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, they debuted Miss Marvel. Uh, what's her name? Um, I don't remember. Um, she's a, I'm going to assume a Muslim American uh, woman. Uh, she's a super fan. She was introduced in the, the Avengers video game, which yep. we played. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome in that. Like, really fun. Great character. I am really excited about this. I think it will be great. Um, I hope they tell a similar story to what we saw in the video game. And it's cool that we kind of got an introduction to her. Maybe what would be best is if the video game acted as her introduction, and we kind of went from there. Um, That's not – it's a totally different group. That's why they didn't have the likenesses of the, the MCU characters. It is not linked to the MCU in any way. Um, but they were absolutely, Marvel was absolutely thinking about, hey, let's try to feature Miss Marvel. And because obviously this, all the same people are playing that or are watching this stuff. So although it's not linked and we would not see anything directly from that story continue on in the MCU, um, they did introduce the character to me as well. I mean, really, I didn't know much about her. So Yeah, same. And it's, it's being played by Iman Vellani. Um, um, maybe I'm mispronouncing her name. She's going to be playing... Kamala yep. Khan slash Ms. Marvel. Yeah, Ms. Marvel is a cool character. Can't wait for that. And then I think um, what will be their best release of the year. Um, I know we're most excited about Black Widow because we love ScarJo. We love that story. We're really excited to see the story that they give to her. Um, but I think their biggest release of the year is November 5th, 2020, Eternals. And this is going to be the new direction for a space-based group. Um, I'm going to guess it's going to be like the Avengers of Space is going to be what this is supposed to be. It's going to have um, the leader, I believe, is going to be um, uh, Jon Snow. What's his name? Ken Harrington. He's not the leader, though, I don't think. He's he's going to be like this Black Knight character who's sort of like an outsider, but um, and who will probably get his own spinoffs, either series or, or movie at some point. I guess I'm not saying leader of the group as much as just like maybe the 
most lucrative role in the series. Like really. Okay. Really um, also, uh, it's going to have his his uh, TV brother, uh, Rob Stark. Uh, what's that guy's name? Dude. I'm dying on the names. I uh, know. <laughs> I'm not helping either. Uh, Richard Madden. Richard, Richard Madden. There we go. Richard Madden's going to be in it. Salma Hayek is going to be in it. Uh, Angelina Jolie is going to be in it. Um, the guy from... Uh, okay. No, yeah. don't even do it. A lot of people. The, a lot of big the, game actors. The coolest thing we get to see is the deviants in this. I can't wait for this. I think it's going to be awesome. I know that uh, it's going to feel a whole lot like when they went with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Kind of a group that we didn't know much about and people probably were doubting. And then when you get into it, uh, the Eternals are going to be some some of our favorite characters for the next decade. And that's really exciting. So that's a big one. Um, they announced Hawkeye, the TV show with Jeremy Renner. Um, I believe his doctor or some new version of Hawkeye we talked about last week will be in this as well. Um, Spider-Man Home Invasion. Yeah, we learned that was the name officially. Super, super weird name. That's coming late 2021 as well. Uh, we already know that that's going to be full of characters from past Spider-Man movies. Um, we know Emma Stone. We know... Uh, I don't know, the past couple Spider-Mans. Uh, Doc Ock, I think, is coming back. Doc yep. Ock is coming back. Alfred Molina is coming back for that. We got um, Andrew Garfield, who his his schedule was wide open, so they booked him up. His schedule? Um, I thought he was doing lots of things now. Andrew Garfield? No. That was sarcasm from both of us. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, that, that should be awesome. And then the name, I guess... The whole time, like when we heard it, the first movie was Homecoming. We're like, that's kind of weird. And then we're like, Far From Home, still weird. And now they're like, Home Invasion, still weird. So I don't really get why they all have to have Spider-Man Home series, but that's what they're doing, and that's what they're going to stick with. I have total faith in whatever they do in the Spider-Man series. Can't wait for that. Um, moving into 2022, we heard that it was announced that Moon Knight was coming out. I believe this is going to be... Gosh, what's wrong with me tonight? It, it's a oh Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yep. He's this one's gonna be this one's gonna be a series on HBO or I mean on uh, Disney Plus, right? Wait for this one, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Deal. He's getting all these roles. We kind of mentioned this last week as well. Um, yeah, I can't wait. This one is gonna be great. Oscar Isaac uh, could headline a big time movie right now, and we would all be excited about it. Him coming to Disney Plus is gonna be. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, then we go into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out in March 2022. Um, it's going to be, be huge. It's going to tell lots of the story moving forward. Uh, and just one one thing before you jump too quick. You'll notice that the two big theatrical releases in a row from Marvel are going to be Spider-Man, Home Invasion, and then Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness a few months later. And that is definitely because I think they're part A and part B of the same multiverse story. Yes. Um, 2022 also has She-Hulk coming to Disney+. Plus. We touched on that a few weeks ago. And then May 2022, we get a movie I know we're all excited about. Thor, Love and Thunder, featuring Guardians of the Galaxy, directed by Taika Waititi. This is going to be the next in the Thor series coming off of Thor Ragnarok, which we all thought was maybe the best movie of the whole MCU so far. It's one of my. It's definitely one of the most rewatchable. So fun, love it. And we're getting, uh, we're getting your girl Eric Natalie Portman back. Oh, love Natalie Portman. Um, then I think even bigger news though. 
July 8th, 2022, Black Panther 2 is officially coming out. They announced last week that um, Chadwick Boseman died. They are going to honor Chadwick Boseman and his death and his role as T'Challa, the Black Panther. They are not going to recast the Black Panther. Um, we don't know if the Black Panther character will disappear, but we know that that character will not be um, recast in any way, shape, or form. They are not recasting T'Challa. They will write him off in some glorious, you know, blaze of glory death, and then they will figure out who will take on the mantle of the Black Panther, whether it is um, problematic actress all of a sudden, um, you know, I his, I hope his yeah, I hope so. I hope not too. Um, I hope it's somebody that we don't we don't know yet, a cousin or something. I don't know. I I'm sure he do a great job. I'm just not that excited to have, um, you know, that that sister who is not strong. She's very. I mean, she just does not seem like a fighting superhero. She seems like the perfect person to come up with a tech. Already an important character in the MCU. I don't need her to be it. I'm hoping that what happens is in Doctor Strange multiverse of madness we get a small cameo from michael b jordan eric killmonger i'm hoping in one of the other universes he still exists and he's able to come back and become the next black panther that'd be great that'd be so cool they can do it did you guys know christian bale was in it's gonna be in thor love and thunder as one of the bad guys yeah Gore the God Butcher. Unbelievable. Great name. Um, after that, late 2022, we have Captain Marvel 2. After Captain Marvel 1, I'm not excited. I mean, they are going back to the drawing board on it, um, but I'm not excited either. Because you still have, uh, you know, a very boring lead, so. Um, then after that, 2022 as well, we get Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Great, great name. I mean, is it is it like uni multiverse of madness? Isn't that the same thing as quantum mania? Yeah. So right. there, the the story of twenty twenty two is definitely these different universes, the multiverse. It's all going to be on display in all of their big releases. Right. Uh, then you get Jimbo, for the for the many physicists that are listening to our podcast right now. They're cringing. They're very angry at you right now for not understanding the difference between like multiple universes and the quantum realm. Right. Like, right. Just, the, string, the string theory would say that blah, 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 blah. Nah. Uh, let's move on to something that's more in our wheelhouse, and that's the Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. Okay. I think this will well, come right to Disney+. Plus. I don't know. Let's just move past it. it. It'll, it'll uh, be quick. Coming directly to Disney+, Plus. I am Groot. Some animated Groot. show about Groot. Don't yeah. care. got to be a kid's show for Groot, about Groot. Um, yeah. Then we get uh, Marvel Studios Blade. Hell yeah. Oh, Mahershala. Oh, my goodness. I hope that this is an R-rated movie. Um, I think that they are bringing in Wolverine, who's had R-rated movies. They're bringing in um, Deadpool. Deadpool, who's had R-rated movies. They're bringing in Blade. I think R-rated is going to be part of the MCU, but on the fringes of the MCU, and that's fine. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. I'm excited. I love the Blade movies and they were probably not very well done. Like if I were to watch them now, they probably suck. So like, let's give them another chance. Um, 2023 also gets Ironheart. 
Yeah, this is gonna be a big theatrical movie. This is um, there's like this Riri character. She's like a young, like brilliant black girl from New York, who who like idolizes Tony Stark and tries to make the tech in her basement, get some resources, and is able to eventually, by the end of the movie, I'm sure, become the next Iron Man. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three coming out in 2023 as well. Can't wait. James um, Gunn's re-return to the <laughs> James the great Gunn. Gunn. Fresh off vacation, just peeing on kids. He's back in the MCU. <laughs> All right, we're getting to the end of this. The last few um, Armor Wars coming out 2023. So this is a series coming to uh, Disney Plus with Don Cheadle as War Machine. And it's like, what if they're, the tech got into the wrong hands and War Machine's going to get his show now, finally. I mean, so look, Terminator. Don Cheadle, John Cheadle is a, is a great actor. John? John? Don. Don, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is great. Um, he's a great actor. I love this. I think the show will be great. I agree. Um, Underutilized. 2023 Fantastic Four. This is, what, the fourth the Fantastic Fourth try at this? I think it's third. Three. Third, yeah. I, I just said four because it went with the name. It there sounded was a lot better, yeah. one, The Kate Mara one, and who knows? We don't know anything about this. Who's directing? Who's What they bring is the villains, and they bring Doctor Doom, and they could bring, like, a Galactus. There's a lot of villains that were from the, the Fantastic Four comics that are some of the best in the whole universe. So yeah. um, I'm it will be good because it has to be good. Yeah. It, well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like they're if if that's the case with the villains, they're teeing up phase five. At that point, exactly. That would make a lot of sense for them to tee up phase five. And I do think that we're going to see. Is it is it Kang, the time conqueror guy? Yes. He is going to be. He'll probably come in. He's coming. Um, maybe in the multiverse one, or maybe be teased at the end of Spider Man. He's, but he's coming in in Ant-Man. Yes, I think he'll be the Ant-Man villain that will then not be defeated in that, but be more introduced in that than anything. But the big rumor has been now for the past few months that um, when they when they go back to um, uh, Endgame, he's going to have been part of the Endgame story. Mm -hmm. And that like Tony and him may have battled during Endgame but you didn't see it in the movie and it's all going to tie these stories together because he travels through time. Right. As the stones are being placed back. He's going to become part of that whole story. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. And it's the guy. So that's why they made the, that's why they made the big battle in Endgame an absolute like shit show where you couldn't see who was doing what for the most part. Cause then you could be like, zoom in to this random part of the battlefield. And then you get Kang. Um, that would be crazy. He is he is the guy from uh, Lovecraft Country, yeah. Um, which I think is a great is great. I think he was really good in that. Yeah, he's cool and he's buff as hell. All right, guys. So let's move on then. Oh, the last one. I'm sorry. The very last one is Secret. Oh gosh, Secret Wars. Right. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah. Yeah, no, this one's going to be great. This is going to be, I think, a, a Disney Plus show with Sam Jackson. 
And then it's going to be Ben Mendelsohn, you know? Remember he wore the makeup to be a crawl or a yeah. scroll or whatever the fuck they were called? Yeah. And it's going to be that whole story. I'm pretty excited. It's going to be sort of like, you know, who's actually... Uh, who they say they are and there's spies going on and there's there's a mole and they got to find out who it is and it'll be it'll probably be a pretty good show i'm actually that's in maybe my top five from everything we've listed for what we're excited about so we got all the marvel stuff we got all of phase four kind of announced at this point which is really exciting we also got lots of oh god so what the, the ultimate news was was that there's going to be 10 shows on disney plus for marvel there's going to be 10 shows on Disney Plus for Star Wars. Like I said, charge me $20 a month for the rest of my life. We're going to run through these. But guys, The Mandalorian has changed television and the entertainment business forever. Yeah. It really has. I mean, it is – it's not the best show. It's, it's simple enough that children could watch it. It's complicated enough that adults will love it. It's fan servicey enough to get every Star Wars nerd to be hanging by their every word and looking at the every detail. But it's it's simple enough that like a non Star Wars nerd can enjoy it as well. That's exactly it. You it, nailed it. It's, it's ultimately like universally consumable. It is the most universally consumable show I've ever watched in my entire life. And that is the best compliment I can pay it. I like it because I like the Star Wars nerd stuff. I like it because I can dive deep into the show. But my parents also like it, and they've seen some of the Star Wars movies, and they still are really enjoying the show. And I have I know a couple coworkers that have said, uh, never seen Star Wars, but I love Baby Yoda. <laughs> and so that's, that's why they watch it. <laughs> that's all they need. It's, it is it is for sure the title belt holder at this point. Yeah, it is. It is the most essential piece of television since Game of Thrones. And it has changed television forever uh, to a place where um, premier storytelling, uh, directing and acting is going to take place for the foreseeable future. And movies are going to end up there. Shows are going to become more important. And the this is Disney. Uh, who's the biggest company, the biggest uh, in town when it comes to these, is saying, yep, we are going all in on our network. We are going to give you guys great shows, great actors and actresses. We are going to tell the best stories, and they're going to be directed by the best people for the next five to ten years and beyond. And so we get the same thing with Star Wars, um, starting with Rogue Squadron. All right, so Rogue Squadron is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman fame. It's going to be about X-Wing pilots, a group of them founded by Luke Skywalker after the Battle of Yavin. Um, I don't know. How exciting does this sound? It sounds like it's coming out in 2023. I mean, imagine, mm -hmm. imagine like Top Gun um, for all its hype in the 80s, except now you get like updated cool stuff and it's going to take place in space where you're going to have a bunch of young pilots um, that, you know, fresh off their Death Star destruction victory, there's still work to be done. Like, you know, the the the, the Star Wars or the, the Empire didn't end um, just because the Death Star blew up, right? There's still 
uh, outmatched and, you know, outgunned. Um, and they've got to scrap and fight. And I love um, for every everything we pan George Lucas for in his like his vision of the prequels, some of the the space uh, piloting battles between you know with Anakin and Obi Wan were just awesome. I mean those were those were fantastic. Now let's let's get a really good director in there and let's dial it up to eleven. And I'm in hundred percent. All right, you sold me on that, dude. I'm ready. All right, we also uh, found out that Ahsoka is officially coming as our own show. Ahsoka um, is Rosario Dawson, who we saw in an episode of Mandalorian. It absolutely, um, they actually, they for sure put that episode out uh, knowing um, when it was coming out before they announced this entire dump of things. Um, mm. About two weeks later, uh, this got all Star Wars fans so excited. This was probably the most electric moment uh, in the history of Star Wars. Oh, you think like when she showed up in the show? I, th- I or think when they announced, yeah. I think her showing up in the show in that entire episode and the Grogu stuff is the pinnacle of excitement about Star Wars, which is so hard for like Star Wars purist nerds to like admit. But but I think Star Wars is peaking right now. Uh and that is great news for the future of Star Wars. I mean, I don't think it is. I think it's got a ways to build back. Yeah, I don't think it's peaking. I think it's just, I think the snowball is just rolling down the hill. I'm sorry. I mean, they are starting fresh here. I, I guess, okay, peaking, maybe not the right word. I mean, like, I think that the excitement about Star Wars is higher than it's been in 30. I would say no. I would say since Force Awakens was about to drop, when people were like, "It's back!" I can't believe this. I'm so excited. People were out of control, out of their minds, excited at that time. And then they yeah. saw it, and it was like, "Okay." And then they saw the second one, and they didn't understand it. And then the third one was pretty much bad, like a bad movie. So I think since the first one, right before it came out, now we're at a point where people are now once again super excited for the future of Star Wars. Well, I, I agree, but I agree with what Eric's saying, though. I think that, you know, they hit like a soft reset. And it's something I've been screaming for for months, is I want more long-form Star Wars. And mm-hmm. Disney obviously listens to our podcast, and they've been planning these things, um, which is why we're going to get some of these characters that are important in the larger Star Wars universe, and we get to focus on them. You know, Jimbo, one of the things that you mentioned when we were texting about the Mandalorian is that you wanted to see more point of view characters and their motivations and things like that. And I think Disney is very well aware of that, but they're also not going to give away the farm in one show. They're going to spread it out over multiple shows, which is why we're yeah. getting Ahsoka Tano and other things that Eric's going to bring up here in a few minutes. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the segue. The thing is what Disney has come up with here is that Disney is like, we have all the resources and all the money. We can get anybody to come be in our shows and we can get anyone to direct our shows. And so when people are like, oh man, Ahsoka is not going to be in Mandalorian enough. That sucks. It's like, yeah, there's going to be plenty of crossovers. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell you 52 weeks a year, a story that's directed by 20 different people, but it's all overseen by three people who kind of carry the keys to the whole thing. 
Mm -hmm. These shows are all going to be in the sim in a similar timeline with similar characters that will cross over, that will interact with each other. And they're going to be telling multiple different stories and from multiple different perspectives of the same story directed by a ton of people. And I think that this kind of storytelling has never happened before. And it's super exciting. I agree. I can't mm -hmm. wait. Continue mm -hmm. on. What else you got? All right. We have the Acolyte. Um, Russian doll creator Leslie Headland is making a Star Wars TV show for Disney+. Plus. Um, the Acolyte is set at the end of the New Republic era, some 200 years before the events of Star Wars Episode One. Um, a mystery thriller that will take viewers on the galaxy of shadowy secrets. Um, I don't know. I don't think we know anything about it. It's going to go back in history. It's going to be super fun. I'm excited. I didn't know anything about it. That sounds great. Um, we get a Lando show. Hopefully, um, it's going to be with Donald Glover. I would only assume Donald Glover. They wouldn't do it without him. Yeah. Disney Plus Lando show. It's going to be great. I'm hoping that Donald Glover gets to be one of the people who's directing, uh, the, or at least giving direction on where the story goes and how it looks. I have total faith in um, bringing Atlanta to Disney Plus uh, in the Star Wars universe sounds like exactly what we need. Okay. That's a bit of a stretch, but I'm into it. Well, then they're going to be on like some random talk show on, you know. <laughs> Alderaan before it blew up. Yeah, yeah. How excited would you be about that? I would be. I would be excited. I, I hope it's no. weird. I mean, I don't, I don't want all of them to feel the same. They're not going to. That's the thing. They're not all going to be Mandalorian, stripped down, very few characters, very few lines. But even Mandalorian isn't the same because there's six big-time directors or new directors in each season, giving yeah. their take and their own spin on it. I think, I think that's what the thing is, is that they're telling you one story but they're telling you it from 30 different perspectives. And I like that. I think that's the most exciting part about this whole thing. Um, we get an Obi-Wan show coming Huge. to Disney+. Plus. This that was the biggest thing I was excited about. I think we knew it was going to happen, but then we found out that um, Hayden. Anakin, who, who, Christian Hayden, what's his name? Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Okay. <laughs> he transposed the first <laughs> Hayden Christensen is going to be back as Darth Vader, which means that we will get more Darth Vader, Eric. So you can calm down about the fact that he only got 35 seconds in Rogue One. Um, he'll be super badass in this. I love, love, love Obi-Wan Kenobi, my favorite character in Star Wars. Um, this is my most anticipated Star Wars news that they dropped, was that this is well, happening. And the one thing that you missed, and you you got Ewan McGregor's back. Yeah, right, exactly. Of course, yes. And he's awesome. Is, he's so it's going to be unbelievable. I think this is going to be their most anticipated show. Um, and they know they can't miss with this one. They, they, they know that this one has to be perfect. Yep, I think it will be. Um, we also have, um, sorry, Andor, the prequel to Rogue One. Um, people are really excited about this. Uh, it's going to be all about Diego Luna's Cassian Andor. Um, I'm not sure if this is a movie or a TV show. It's a TV uh, show. It's I'm a TV show. It's supposed to be a spy thriller. I thought that Cassian was a cool character. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited too. I'm less excited about this one than some of the other ones. I agree, oh. except that like somehow the Rogue One universe kind of slaps. Yeah, like, Rogue yeah, One. I don't. 
I don't know what about it, but like even when you compare it with all the rest of the Star Wars ones, it's kind of the best one that they've made in the last seven years. So um, the only thing is like Diego Luna was, I think, just okay in Rogue One. Like, yeah. I think he's a good actor in certain, I don't know if Cassian is his best role, but it'll be interesting to see some of the different storylines that they come up with. Um, I, I think Stellan Skarsgård is back. So, I mean, you at least have other, like, well-known um, actors, you know, kicking it off. So I think it's going to be kind of cool. I think it's going to be, like you said, it's going to feel different. Like, it's going to be a, a different vibe. And maybe this is the one where you're like, it's a little Mandalorian-ish, except, like, darker back alleyways of, you know, I don't know, uh, Coruscant. Well, I, mean, I think it's going to be cool. In, in, in Rogue One, where he, like, just kills the spy, you know, pretty hardcore, kind of showed that, like, wow, this is kind of a hardened war criminal or war hero really and we're gonna see how he got like that i assume how what oh, happened dude. to make him such we gonna, we're gonna get k2so back oh. <laughs> the greatest star wars character ever he's all right he's he's the best droid um also uh i'm gonna go out and say this guys someone has to say it uh rogue one best star wars movie of all time yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, that's false. It's Empire. Watch them back to back this week, and you'll be like, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Mandalorian season three to debut next year, 2021 Christmas Day. That's a long time, man. And shit's gonna end on Friday. It's I, over. How am I not gonna talk to my family on Christmas Day? Yeah. <laughs> You'll, you'll find a well, way. Well, but I, I don't know. Like, that's a year in between seasons. That's pretty standard. I don't think that's that out of the ordinary. Mm. The best news that's ever happened to Star Wars. It's announced that there is a Taika Waititi-directed Star Wars movie. Unbelievable. What is it going to be? Do we know anything about it besides the fact that he's he signed on to do something? It's untitled and that he's directing it. And, Doesn't the, and the fact that it's not Ryan Johnson uh, makes me very excited. It's going to be the backstory of the band from that cantina in the first movie and how they got <laughs> their struggles to get to the top. It'll be hilarious. There's going to be a Bad Batch TV show. If you've watched um, Clone Wars at all, the Bad Batch is like a wild, out of control, insanely badass group of um, clones. clones. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, I might not watch it. A droid story. Don't know much about it. Some kind of story about droids. Okay. <laughs> I'd assume. Uh, Visions. Uh, this one is, uh, I don't know, coming from a Japanese animation studio. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be almost like the what if, where they get like each time a different group will come in and make a different little mini story. And it will be high art, weird animation, abstract storytelling. I'll probably watch it, um, but I'm not super pumped on it. Okay. Well, that's kind of it. Uh, that was a ton of news. Actually, there's, there's one more that you missed. The Rangers of the New Republic. Oh, I missed that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, new live action series from John Favreau. Intersect uh future stories and culminate into a climactic story event that's all they tell us about it so um but it's set within the timeline of the mandalorian oh shit all right that'll be big so mandalorian essentially is is 
within that timeline and that set of characters, we're going to see three shows now. Did you guys count three? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're going to Rangers of the New Republic, and we're going to have Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going all I cannot wait. I think they're doing the best job here. I think that Disney Plus is king and no one else is close. And then, Jimbo, if you really want to get technical. is fucking king, though. Dude, they got all these WB movies. I don't know. This is getting crazy. Netflix needs to make a move quick. What's on Netflix right now? Who cares? Netflix is like, if I had to cancel. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. You're watching Big Mouth. I'm canceling Netflix first of the three. Easy. Not even. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um. One of the things that uh, I just wanted to bring up, we have three confirmed, but the fourth could be Obi-Wan in the same timeline as Mandalorian as well. Um, that was supposed to be between episode three and four, and this is between episodes six and seven, so I don't think so. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. My math was off. Sorry. It's all okay. good. So... Here's my question. What is the biggest IP on Netflix right now? Stranger Things still? Stranger Things, Sabrina. No. It was The Office, and then now that's leaving at the end of the year. Yeah, I think we're even just talking about what stuff that they've come up with. So, I mean, I think that they are still pretty excited about The Witcher. That's okay, but that's like just lame in comparison. What universes could they create? Well, Amazon's coming into Lord of the Rings. They don't even have that. They have nothing. They have not. They need to buy a universe now and make it because right now universes rule. Uh, universes print money, and Netflix isn't doing that right now. And anything Harry Potter does is going HBO. Um, owns that owns, owns HBO. It's going to be a waste of our time until they make a TV show. So yeah, right. guys, we're moving on to. Our rewatch this week. We're watching. We're doing Die Hard rewatch with a vengeance, and that's because we're doing Die Hard uh, three. Die Hard with a vengeance. Perfect. What'd you guys think? Okay, so what I really music? Do you have some shitty music from like a SoundCloud rapper to play? <laughs> no, I blew it. <laughs> First couple times we've gotten so poorly, I just didn't even do it. Um, that's, that's for the best, guys. Die Hard is bad. As a whole, as a whole, Die Hard is really bad. Bruce Willis you know what? is really That's bad. Fair. That's fair. I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm not saying it wasn't fun. I'm not even telling people not to watch it. Yeah. I think if someone said to me, "Should I watch Die Hard One?" You watched it on your podcast. Trust you guys. Should you watch Die Hard One? I would say yes. You should. It is bad, but it is mm-hmm. really fun. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. It was like watching a bad old movie. And it was just a blast. Die Hard 2 was one of the worst movies I've ever watched. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It I was, don't think that's fair, but it is bad. You're right. Atrociously bad. It made no sense. It went on for eternity with yeah. stupid storytelling. Die Hard 3 was so inappropriate socially. <laughs> but was a good time. Samuel Jackson saves a dying franchise here, um, mm-hmm. pulling Bruce Willis with him into a movie that was interesting. This movie felt so outdated, outdated when it came to um, 
increase um, how we treat people, how we talk to people, how we see race, how we see women. I mean, it was pretty inappropriate when it came to things and, and it really dated the movie in a way that was distracting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. overall, it was a fun movie to watch. I had a good time watching it. I didn't regret it one bit. And I'm glad that this is our last one. Um, yeah, we're going to move on. They've made two other ones since then, which we will not do. We're not going to Kingdom of the Crystal oh, Skull. This you guys, you, yeah, I was going to say, you guys made me watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and we're not even going to watch the, the Justin Long uh, version of Die Hard. Come on. It's like live free or die hard. And then there's another yeah, one. We're not yeah. We need to move on ASAP. So we're going to, I can't wait for what we're going to do next. We'll it's, talk about I, it later. It feels, it feels very hypocritical of the both of you. When I said that after the last crusade, and now you guys are on board. And saying, guess what? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm glad I watched it because it was better than I remember. I thought it was actually it was a pretty terrible. watchable movie. No, it was okay. Um, all right. Two, two, a couple takeaways from this. I think it was awesome to bring back the the MacGruber reference, Hans Gruber's brother. Loved that. Jeremy Irons was a, another fantastic villain. So much better than whatever the fuck we had going on in the second movie. But I think the overarching thing that's so weird is the the racism talk in the movie. Okay, so let's just hit it head on. So I think that this movie was made at a time when white America was absolutely still in firm control of every decision that was made. There was no real kind of power share in any way. But white America had convinced themselves that racism was over, that they had won beaten racism. To the point where it became actually appropriate to make a big blockbuster movie with a black guy who's racist against white people. The reverse racism. It was, yeah. They they like made reverse racism. I mean, how many times did you hear like McLean be like, dude, you're you just racist against me. You hate me because I'm white. What did I oppress you? Like whatever. And then like they had like Sammy had to be like, Sam Jackson had to be like, Yeah, all right, I'll get over it. I think the biggest growth there was Sam Jackson coming to realize that white people are good, right? It was Is that the arc? It was pretty bad. It was like, crazy. It was offensive. I found myself pretty offended. And like, I mean, the movie started with him wearing, um, what was it? I hate N-words? Yeah. yeah it's right. a, it's, it's called a sandwich board. A sandwich board. Oh my gosh. It was supposed to be funny or something. I, I yeah. don't I don't know if I've ever seen a more outdated moment in a movie in my life. I don't yeah. think it was supposed to be funny. It I, was, I didn't get scary, I didn't get that was, at all. I, it was scary because all these big unemployed black men that are just standing on the sidewalk at all times see him and march over to him to beat him up, you know, which is exactly what all white people would imagine black people would do. I, I think if if I saw someone wearing that and I'm a white person, I would go try and beat him up. Right. Like so, I mean, I think that sets the tone. Um, that was like the start of the movie. And yeah. it was out of place. The storytelling was so poor at that point. I was stunned at this. Yeah. I've never watched this movie before. I was absolutely stunned by this. Um, I, I, I will say um, the movie got better. I found myself thinking of Jeremy Irons, and I couldn't stop thinking of him as... Um, Alfred? No, I couldn't stop thinking of him as the guy from Watchmen. Okay. Ozymandias? Ozymandias. Yeah. That's all I could think of. 
every time he was on screen, I was like, Ozymandias here is killing it. Like, that's I all. thought it was a pretty clever movie again. I liked the idea. I mean, kind of dumb, too. Like, you know, him jumping off a giant explosion of a boat. And, like, literally, he would have been just blown up just like the rest of the ship, right? But no. Um, dumb stuff like that. But overall, pretty smart. Kind of twisty. Too long. Once again, it had two endings. And the second ending was once again worse. Yeah. I, like- I think I think that the action overall was pretty good. Like, except for the uh, uh, climbing on the um, cable from the bridge when they had the the gloves to the boat. That was, like, I mean, I don't know how that would work in any capacity whatsoever. They feet onto steel. So it's just weird shit like that. And then, like, the the only other scene that was silly was the tunnel um, with the water when he shot up out of the thing and then like, Oh, Samuel L. Jackson's driving right, right by the, there. I, right I, by I, the manhole. Did I, did I miss, did I walk away for five minutes while they explained why he was there? No, I was there. No, the whole no, no, he was just driving. Um, yeah. So uh, other than those two scenes though, I think, it, okay. Setting aside all of the racism stuff, just from like an action movie standpoint, yeah. I think they nailed a lot of it. I think all of it was, was reasonably believable. I think the, the, the quest, the the side quest that he sent him on that ended up being a wild goose chase was perfectly set up. Like mm-hmm. you you believe that this was possible um, just due to the fact that other explosions had already happened and the whole thing with the with the elementary school was good. Um, I liked some of the side characters that they met along the way, like the 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 truck driver that knew every you know Jeopardy fact since you know yeah. whatever. I, I liked it. I thought I thought all of that stuff played pretty well. A great example of a movie that they couldn't write when people have smartphones, where he's like, can't find the answers. He's asking people on the streets. I mean, uh, that you can see why all writers have trouble with smartphones, but sure, um, makes sense. that's why people are making period pieces from the 90s and early 80s, so they don't have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I think that this was, I think it goes one, three, two, and it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, but I think three entertained me more than one when I watched it again. I agree. Jackson was in it. What's up? That's because Sam Jackson was in it. Yeah, he was. He was great. Zeus was awesome. Oh, Zeus was a great character. I remember loving this movie when I was when I was little, and I I, I really enjoyed it again. Well, you don't forget Alan Rickman was in the first one. Eric, I mean Snape. Like he's not a he's not an unknown actor. He like he's very good. He was when he made the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, we're done. We're fucking. Uh, we're that the Die Hard rewatch is dead. So we will talk off air. This is not going to be an on-air production meeting. We will come up with our next rewatch. There's a lot of great options. I can't wait. We'll tell you guys this week what to watch. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. So we overall, was it better or worse than you guys were expecting? Worse. It was much worse than I was expecting. It was, I think it was, was the, our worst I think it was rewatch the same for me. so much. I think it was the same for me. Like, well, okay, not the same compared, but I, the movies were what I expected they were. I think I enjoyed... Um, three a lot more than I did the first time that I watched it. But other than that, two was terrible. We, that's a, the most, like Eric said, it is the most forgettable movie I think we have watched in four and a half years of doing this podcast. I have, mm-hmm. I would rather, uh, I'd rather eat the Pocky One Chip Challenge than watch Die Hard 2 again. Oh, wow. oh, oh, oh we can make that happen. <laughs> you eat the chip. I'll rewatch the movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Nine, no. 
end this whole thing with hang it or bang it. Hang it or bang it's back. That's great. What do you want to start with, you guys? Do you guys have something for both? Your choice. Okay. I am going to hang something right off the bat, okay? Yeah. And it's it's timely because we just heard a news article about people in Minnesota 400 cars deep or something at a Dairy Queen all paid for the person behind them's food, okay? Oh. This pay-it-forward drive-through stunt is stupid. I hate it. It's pointless. This was the best hang-it you've ever had. <laughs> well, who gives a fuck? When you when you get your food free, oh that's so great. Oh, but now you have to pay for the persons behind you. And guess what? What if I motherfucking bought a coffee and you got, you know, some Catholic mom with her seven kids in the car, and now I gotta buy their food just to keep this chain going? I totally agree. I totally agree. I hate it. Hate this idea. I would never do this. Not because I'm not generous. I'm the person who I round up every time that a fast food restaurant asks me to donate to kids bullshit. Every, right, right, right. Oh, do you want to donate to blah, 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 blah? I'm like, sure, why not? Every time. So I'm not telling you that I'm not cool with donating my money. It's not charity. This isn't charity. This is stupid. This is dumb as fuck. I'm going to buy myself. I'm in the car by myself. I yeah. buy one thing. I look behind me. Minivan? Nah, I'm good. I agree. Never break the chain, except for I would break the chain right away. So that, I say pay it forward in the drive-thru, hang it. Um, so I just have just one quick caveat to that. I've been in that situation two times. And I've had both scenarios. Like one time I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I got a medium coffee and a breakfast sandwich. And the guy... The, like the window was like, oh, the, the gal in front paid for your food. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, what's the total of the person behind me? And they're like, a uh, 712, you know, or something that was like very close to what my order was. I was like, all right, I'll pay for theirs too. Okay. Right. Already, the, the money had already been spent. But if I look back, if they would have been like, oh, it's uh, 2750, I'd be like, nope. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you. Like, I'm out of here, you know. So I think I think if you if you check and ask checking and asking what the price is of the person behind you is not unreasonable. I don't think you need to be like mm -hmm. I don't think you need to be just like oh they paid for my food fuck the people behind me I'm out of here and like peel out of the parking lot. Yeah, if yeah. You yeah. Asked and it was like if it was like oh they just had like two iced coffees. All right, I'll pick that up. Fine. Yeah. No big deal. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. Now you've picked up their couple iced coffees that were seven dollars and you're a hero. But now they're going to be pressured to pick up the person behind them. And that shit, they could be fucked in the end. Maybe they'll be dying to pay for their $7 meal. But then that's their choice. That's their, that, Then yeah. the decision is off my shoulders and it's I now on someone else. I think I've been in that situation one time and they were like, wow, the person in front of you paid for your, your stuff. And I was like, that's great, cool. And then I just left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's then it's actually doing something nice instead of putting the expectation on you to keep it going. All right, I, well, didn't, move on. I didn't ask. I was just like, all right, I'm good. I'm so glad we could all hang this and be done with it. Okay, I'm going to hang the official flavor of Christmas being peppermint. Ooh, okay. Okay, everything is peppermint, chocolate peppermint. Everything is uh, candy cane, red and white flavored. Every drink, every dessert has red and white stuff crushed over the top of it. It's a shitty flavor. No one really likes this. This is not a flavor that people are super excited to get. Peppermint as the official flavor of Christmas is stupid, and I vote that it is changed. 
hang it peppermint is the Christmas flavor. Okay. And uh, Jimbo, just to play one of the hits here, um, I know you can't have candy canes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, I know you can't chew on those things. I haven't had any dental issues in at least two months, which is a long time for me. So fuck you. <laughs> I was just picturing Jimbo eating like a, a brownie that had like little peppermint uh, candy canes sprinkled over the top and chewing on it and be like, I can't do this. I got ongoing. I got oh ongoing dental issues. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. All right. Uh, what else we got? Ryan, what do you got? What are you hanging up today? I'm going with something that I noticed today when I went to the liquor store, and that is the insanely priced crowler of beer yeah jimbo and i were talking about this before the pod we've all we all used to like react to a 16 dollar four pack from surly is absurd absurd how todd the axe man was like a birthday beer you know what i mean like mm -hmm. five years ago and now beer like uh, breweries are coming out with crowlers a crowler that's 13.99 yeah. For a crowler of beer. So that's two care. pints. That's two 16-ounce pints. That's it. That's all you get. So why am I paying $8 for a pint from a liquor store? Plus it's right. It's, it's insane. absolutely preposterous that they're asking us to pay these prices. And we are 100% guilty of, oh, we're buying them. Of, of falling into this trap of they continually like just raise things by a buck here and there. And then eventually, you know, now, now we're paying $20 for a four pack of cans. So I'm hanging the crowler prices in this town. I think some of them are getting out of control. It's part of the reason why I got Portage tonight, eight bucks for a crowler, uh, two beers, four bucks a piece done, done. Perfect price. Perfect price point. 10 is like my limit. Okay. Um, time to bang some stuff, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Bang it. Uh, I'm going to go with um, making holiday excuses to drink booze. In Sp cider? Spiked cider. Eggnog? Rum and eggnog. Gross. Big, disgusting, brown British beers? Gift them to someone? I love it. <laughs> the holidays are all about making drinks that are not that good because they it's the holidays. And I peppermint love grasshopper. People aren't even drinkers drink during the holidays. And I appreciate that. People are like, ooh, well, we're having eggnog. Um, let's put a couple shots of rum in here and we'll we'll crush some uh what's that spice? Nutmeg? Nutmeg. nutmeg. We'll, we'll, we'll make some fresh nutmeg on top of it. People are all looking for excuses to get drunk on the holidays, and I appreciate that. Bang it. Holiday drinks, shitty holiday drinks that we all force ourselves to have. People are like, oh, I bought some white chocolate liqueur to put with anything. And my all. coffee in the morning on the three days that I'm off for Christmas. I'll drink every morning. Right now, I'm buying shit that I don't even want. I talk to my parents. Their liquor cabinet doubles in nasty booze every year <laughs> when it comes to the holidays. I love it. People are just trying to drink for the holidays. And I'm all here for it. Bang it. Lots of booze talk tonight. That's what I'm going with. Cool. Should I should I go? Do you want to have the final? No, you have the final. Mine's not that good. But so everyone knows sriracha, right? It's a it's a pretty universal sauce, hipster ketchup, et cetera, et cetera. Love it. 
I think there are varying degrees of sriracha in terms of quality. And I think the Trader Joe's sriracha is by far the best. It has the best balance of acidity. It's not too hot. It's got a little sweetness in there. Um, it's reasonably priced. I feel like Trader Joe's sriracha sauce can go on just about anything and improve it significantly. I've even gone to, like when I make a, a burger, like a cast iron burger, mixing ketchup and a little bit of the sriracha on there just to add a little bit of heat. It's brilliant. It's like perfect. Mm. But I don't like the the generic like cub, you know, the red bottle with the green top. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like that stuff. It's too vinegary. But the Trader Joe's stuff is like perfect. Anyway, Eric, I know you're a big fan of Trader Joe's. Don't have their sriracha. You're you're Captain Condiment, so I don't. I, I would assume that you got a bottle in your fridge. It's the best. Trader Joe's didn't even know sriracha came in different places. That was all the same thing. That's huge. All right. Well, I'll note that and I'll try to find some. All right. Um, I would like to bang something that has become near and dear to my heart over the last maybe three to four years, and that is the Scarlett Johansson. Text. No, oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> the group. The group text. All I know is that if all social medias get ruined by fucking Zuck the fuck, we'll be okay. Because the only social media I care about is my group chats. And yeah. I got one with y'all, and I got one with other people, and I got one with, uh, you know, this group over here, and we send links, and we send GIFs, and we send funny-ass memes, and we wait, talk to each other, and wait, we make Wait, plans. wait, wait, wait. You have other friends? Fucking yes. hell. Well, <laughs> that was my line from you. When you come into my group chat with the friends and you go, I was talking to my other group chat of friends, that's something you don't do. You don't yeah. talk about other group chats. That's, a, a, full, that's a faux pas. I only have one group chat, guys. Only one. Yeah, exactly. Like, only one. And that's all you need to know about. Don't talk about your other group chats at group chat. But I love the group text. They're very important to me. They've gotten to the point where they've even been, some of them have been named. You can do that. Um as long as there's not an Android user in there, which can ruin a group chat real quick. Fuck, fuck Android users. It's not a real group chat then. No. Oh, and then I got to get a big text that says someone laughed at this because yeah. there's an and one Android user can ruin the whole bunch. It's like a rotten oh, apple. Androids are better than Apple. I'm like another. Boot, so, boot them. Pick them out. But dude, how great are the group text? I love it. Um, I I probably send. I'm in there every day with with somebody. So I love it. Eric, I got to ask you a question. Has your brother ever given you any indication uh, on our like large group chat that we have going? Because he is obviously the least involved between mm -hmm. you, me, Tyler of Winterfell, Jimbo, and good friend of the pod, Tony. Mm -hmm. Has he ever said, like, you guys are fucking nuts? Like, no, you guys are. No, zero times. Because once you're invited to a group chat, you understand. It's a, an honor, and you just have to, to suck it up, even if it's not the chatting points that you want. So, mm -hmm. no, no yeah. one is, 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 he, is he not participating because he feels like uh, it's not really his realm, or is it like he just is like sitting back? I'm just going to enjoy the content and move on. I'm going to guess that, but I'll ask him this week. He's more of a worker. Also, good friend of the pod. Uh, also, co-contributor Adam Burton as Eric's brother yeah. uh, to the podcast. So I was just he he doesn't say much in the group chat. So I think I was wondering if he was like maybe like, oh my god, I can't fucking stand any of these people. And if <laughs> if my brother wasn't involved, I wouldn't have anything to do with them. That's the only thing I was curious about. Don't think that's it. Don't think that's I it. I doubt that. That. 
All right, guys, that is it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. We'll be back with you guys next week. We have all kinds of stuff, including already nominations next week. So tune into the Nordies Podcast. Let us know what things we should be voting for. Let us know the best things of 2020. It might have been a disaster year, but there was plenty of great things that happened as well. Let us know. Until next week, thanks for listening to the Nordies Podcast.